Hey, and welcome to the email copy shop. John Workman here, and uh, just headed to the office and thought I'd record a quick, quick episode for you about uh, well, kind of a lesson I learned last night. <clears throat> so, um, the lesson about the power of words, and lot we've been trying to uh, during this whole COVID nineteen. Quarantine type stuff. We've been trying to go through the Marvel movies in alphabetical order, and it's taken us a while. We're not very quick at it, but it is fun, and we're having a good time as a family, and and uh, going back over storylines and and learning and and putting pieces together through all the movies that maybe we'd missed because there's such a long gap between uh, between movies. But last night we watched uh, Captain America: Civil War. Which actually seemed to me, I don't know, seemed to me like it was just like another Avengers. I know it did supposedly focus on Captain America just a little bit more, but it seemed to me like maybe just another um, another Avengers movie, which is fine. I love them. I'm not complaining about that. Um, but there, there are two specific areas in this movie that really caught my attention last night. I thought it was really, really interesting to uh, to see how the writers had had scripted um, certain things inside of this movie. Now, if you, I don't know if, if you've seen uh, Civil War, you'll remember that basically um, this is where Black Panther comes into play, Spider-Man joins the mix, and um, essentially, if you remember Bucky, which is Captain America's best friend um, from high school days, uh, he's blamed for blowing up a, a building in Africa that killed a whole bunch of people, including Black Panther's dad, which ends up making him be the king. Anyway, not to get too far into that, but this is this is where the U.S. government and, well, the U.K., I guess, is trying to force and does force some of the Avengers to sign this paperwork that tells them you can only go out and operate or try to save the world when we tell you to. It's up to us to decide when you can go out. So this creates this, hence the name Civil War, between um, Captain America and Iron Man. And they kind of split teams. And they end up fighting against each other. So this leads to one of the first, um, one of the first parts of... of or one of these first instances where, where the writers wrote in a very intriguing, intriguing part. Um, half of the Avengers end up getting arrested and being put in, being put in jail in uh, what they call I think they call it the raft. Anyways, it's this this floating jail out in the middle of the ocean, and um, they're in these high security cells, and you've got. Um, Hawkeye's in there, Ant-Man's in there, um, the Falcon's in there, Wanda's in there, and getting near the end of the movie, uh, Tony Stark goes to visit him because he wants to try to get some information out of the Falcon, and as he's walking around kind of talking to each one of them, Ant-Man starts going off on him and just starts berating him and, and whatnot, and in typical Tony Stark fashion, you know, Ant-Man's kind of got this on a roll and got some rage going on. In typical Tony Stark fashion, 
he just looks at him and says, who are you again? And totally just takes all the air out, steals all the thunder of Ant-Man, and basically, you know, puts him in his place with just those few words. Um, and so as they continue, as the movie continues to go on, they catch the bad guy, and he ends up, you know, of course, in in the government's hands, and um, the the government official that has custody, I guess, of this bad guy, once again going on this rant, telling him how his plan failed, and you know how does it feel to to uh, be such a loser and and to have your plan fail, and and his end of his line was basically um, something about how does it feel to know how that your plan failed and the bad guy looks at him and he just says two words with a question mark he says did it question mark the whole countenance of the government official changed you can tell that he put with those two words he put a lot of fear into into that government official and a lot of uncertainty and it was interesting with just those two two words did it the whole the whole ending of the movie changed right there and so after these two lines inside of this movie it really made me think about the power of your words inside of your copy and these two instances they weren't long lines they weren't speeches they weren't you know these big monologues they were simple little sentences that totally changed the dynamic and the tune of the movie and brought a lot more excitement to it, you know. It really, really, you know, brings that that mystery or that excitement or that that intensity to the movie. And you should be trying to do the same with your copy. Um, you know, what words are you you using inside of your email copy? What kind of what kind of things are you doing to to bring that kind of curiosity or intensity? Or, or whatever you're trying to bring to your email copy, what words, what phrases are you using to do that? You know, some people ask, well, how long does my email need to be? Or how long should my subject line be? Or, or questions like that. And the answer to that is, it needs to be as long as it needs to be. Just like these two lines in this movie, that last line by the bad guy only needed to be two words long to completely change what was happening inside of that cell did it question mark completely changed it and same thing with with uh, Starks uh, with Starks comment to Ant-Man who are you again and totally changed it you know and so I just I thought that was cool I thought that was you know very interesting way to change dynamic of that movie in two different ways and I wanted to, to pass that on to you. And, you know, if you haven't watched that movie in a while, go back and watch it. It's a great, great movie, of course. But take that into consideration as you're writing your emails. What words are you using and how are you using them? And how, if you're, if you're not using them that, in that way, how can you start using them to boost engagement inside of your, inside of your emails? So, anyways, I hope you guys, uh, I hope you guys can use that. I just thought it was was pretty cool and uh, wanted to share it with you this morning. So I'm, uh, I'm about ready to go to the, get, get out of my car, get to the office and get to work and 
and hopefully you guys are, are making it a great day too. So anyways, uh, yeah, if you know somebody that, uh, that needs to hear this, then pass it on to them and help them, uh, help them boost their email copy skills as well. Uh, we want to, want to help as many people out there as we can get the best copy out there. Uh, because ultimately it's going to help you make more sales or help you help your clients make more sales. So anyways, I appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for tuning in and I'll come at you with another episode tomorrow. Till then, see you guys.